Ravens and Chiefs have agreed on a massive trade sending tackle Orlando Brown to Kansas City. So I love what they've done. This is a complete yep. This is a complete overhaul of an offensive line. Trying to win every single game. Trying to go 20-0, 19-0, whatever it is. Future is what Patrick Mahomes said, which is 20-0. Yeah, 20-0 made sense. What is up and welcome back to another episode of the Arrowheads Abroad podcast. I'm Tom O'Neary and today we have a slightly different episode. Neil is uh, out buying a Christmas tree and Duncan is at a child's party. Um, yeah, don't worry, one of those child is his own. Um, today is going to be slightly different. Um, we are about six, seven hours away from kickoff here in the UK. I believe it's a half one start or at least I hope it is because that's what time I'm waking up. Um, and today we have a very special guest. Uh, a good friend of mine, Josh, I've probably known him for about five years now. He's a Broncos fan. And before you turn off in disgust, he's a Broncos fan from Missouri. And he is on his way to Arrowhead right now. He is the Branson Pirates PA for football. And I believe he'll have a very unique perspective as he knows the Chiefs very, very well. So welcome, Josh, to the Arrows Abroad podcast. Thank you, Tom. I'm excited to be here. I've been begging you to, to let me come on for uh, pretty much four years now, but... It's, uh, we've tried it before and it didn't work, so I'm excited that it's working now. <laughs> yeah, we've we've tried a couple of times to get you on. It's, I mean, it's technical stuff, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, UK. you are you are half a world away, so it's to be expected. So, how far away from our head are you right now? Uh, I am currently one hour and five minutes south of Arrowhead. Okay, so you you got any plans when you get to? Um near the ground are you going straight to the hotel you said yeah we're going straight to the hotel get checked in and then uh, i think parking lot opens at four so we're probably going to get there at four tailgate uh this will be my sixth broncos chiefs game at arrowhead so i'm i kind of know how how things go but it's it's been a few years since i've been so uh you got to tailgate to get the full experience i've already been uh i've already been razzed by a few people we stopped at a gas station of course <laughs> i'm wearing all my broncos gear and i was getting the the tomahawk chop from a lot of Chiefs fans already so it's a good time so when was the last time you went to Broncos Chiefs game then so it was two, uh, I, think, I think it was 2014 it was uh, the year the Broncos yeah it was the year the Broncos went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Seahawks uh, Peyton Manning was there yeah and I think we ended up winning that game like 41 to 14 or 23 or something like that mm-hmm. um, the Chiefs were Chiefs were winning at halftime 21 to 10 or something so so you have seen the broncos beat the chiefs in person because it's what week two since 2015 i believe the last time the broncos beat the chiefs now yes it's uh you guys are on a 11 game winning streak um and the games that i have attended the broncos are three and two so uh, I was at the game in 2011 when tim tebow only completed three passes uh, I think he went three of nine for mm-hmm. like 60 yards with a touchdown pass. And we ended up winning that game, I think, 10 to three. Uh, that was probably the worst game I've been to. So what uh, you're saying to me there also, is that a tight end beat the Chiefs at quarterback. That's correct. <laughs> but I don't, I, in all fairness, I don't think, I don't think the Chiefs had a quarterback that day. I think they were starting like Brody Coyle or something. So, <laughs> well, we're hopefully going to be starting a slightly better quarterback uh, yeah. tonight yeah, in yeah, prime time. Um, yeah, I think you're so, better off. So, give us a little scouting report on the Broncos. How how do you feel this season's gone? Is it has it been a positive season for you, or do you think it's been more of a kind of disappointing season? 
Well, it's been up and down. You know, I mean, it, it really started off disappointing when you have guys like Justin Fields and Mac Jones on the mm-hmm. draft board. And it's very obvious that quarterback has been the one position that's plagued us uh, since Peyton Manning retired. Um, and we choose Pat Sertan. Now, Pat Sertan has obviously been uh, put together a rookie of the year type uh, season on the defensive side of the ball. But, you know, when you've got two guys that are potentially, you know, the future of the quarterback position and you don't take either of them, it kind of sets the, the disappointing trajectory on the season. I've been I've been pleasantly surprised with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, he has outperformed every and all expectation that I had of him. Uh, but that being said, I really still think that the one thing we're missing is a solid quarterback. If you put, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, even Derek Carr on this Broncos team, I think we're we're sitting in a much better position than six and five. And I think we're talking about, uh, you know, Super Bowl hopes. So, yeah, I, I tend to agree. I remember being up for the draft and. When Justin Fields fell to the Broncos, I was slightly worried because he was the guy that I thought. In this draft, uh, you know, you've got, you've got Trevor Lawrence at the top of that draft and and Wilson goes to the Jets, etc. But you just think when when he falls right into your lap, you think, OK, the Broncos are going to make a division of this. You've got Derek Carr, who I'm not particularly high on, but then Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. You feel like this is a division where you really, really need a quarterback and to kind of roll with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, a guy that can't really find a home. You start to wonder, well you know positional value there do you not take the quarterback but then I mean the situation he's landed in Justin Fields in in Chicago is not really a favorable one so maybe right. maybe we we don't know with Justin Fields but Mac Jones looks a very very co- good quarterback and I think he looked very very good in that Broncos kind of offense but it wasn't to be the Broncos started yeah. <laughs> 3-0 and and then lost four straight since then it's Exactly like you say, it's been a bit up and down. You come into Sunday night foot with the Chiefs, with the Chiefs on a four-game win streak and Andy Reid coming off a bye. Um, Andy Reid, I believe, is, what, 19-3 and off a bye week? Yeah. That's got to be worrying. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Uh, And that's part of the reason why I really didn't think, you know, a couple weeks ago, Adam Schefter broke that they were considering the Broncos Chiefs game or the Bengals Chargers game to flex. And I really thought that with the quarterback matchup of Herbert and Burrow, that that was the more favorable primetime matchup. Um, Now, obviously, you've got Patrick Mahomes, who's arguably the biggest star in the sport right now. So he's going to he's going to get viewers no matter what. I think that's ultimately probably uh, that and being a divisional game. And now, obviously, with first place in the division on the line. Um, there'll be plenty of viewers tonight, but I really thought that the Chargers Bengals game would be a better matchup uh, for prime time. But, you know, yeah, you look at Andy Reid, he doesn't, he doesn't lose coming off the by and uh, the chiefs don't lose at arrowhead very often. And you add in a Sunday night football uh, primetime game into that mix. And it, it really is just a very difficult situation for the Broncos to come into Kansas city and get away with the win. Yeah. And I mean, just, playing devil's advocate as a Chiefs fan, you just, you go into this game really, really not knowing what to expect. You you know that Andy Reid's good off a bye, but the Chiefs offense this year has been, well, up and down. Um, up and down, yeah. Ex- exactly the same as you guys. I mean, 
they seem to have done enough to win the last four weeks, but the reason they're winning isn't the offense anymore. It's the defense has, has shown up, which I, I did not think I'd say after about seven weeks of this season. Um, but the last, you know, the Chiefs have turned it around and we're just hoping that off a bye that we prove that we can beat this too high safety defense. Now, there's probably not a better test because I'm pretty sure Vic Fangio almost wrote the book on this defense. Um, right. So we're going to get, I imagine, a healthy dose of it. The Chiefs haven't proved they can beat it. Now, I think there's been a general consensus that after the Cowboys game, um, the, you know, okay, the Chiefs might be back. But the only game they really put points in was the Raiders. And the Raiders didn't play that too high look. They played a cover three, which the Chiefs burn. Do you think we're in for a very heavy dose of that too high safety man coverage look? Yes. And the reason I think that is because our best defensive player is Justin Simmons. And I think still to this day, I, I really feel like he is an underrated safety in the NFL. Uh, Pro Football Focus has him consistently in the top three uh, safeties in the league. And he is just, he's a playmaker. He's incredibly smart. Uh, he's got an incredible ability to break on the football. Mm-hmm. And one other guy to keep an eye on is Kate Stearns, who's our, our uh, rookie. Uh, he's he's been a safety kind of holding in the free safety position, whereas Justin Simmons is more of a strong safety. Caden Stearns has put together an absolute just dominant year. And mm-hmm. he was a guy, I think he was a fourth or fifth round draft pick that we didn't really, uh, in my opinion, didn't really know much about him, didn't know kind of what he was going to bring. And he's he's shown ability to pressure the quarterback um, from the backfield. He's he's shown the ability to break on the ball. Um, he's, he's reading plays well and, and reading – the eyeballs of the quarterback. So um, with those two guys, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough defense. And that's obviously our calling card. Mm-hmm. And you add in, add into that mix again, the year that Patrick Sertan's having as a rookie. Um, obviously we got Kyle Fuller and uh, you know, on the edge, Bradley Chubb, Shelby Harris in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, our linebackers, Baron Browning has, has been another really good rookie uh draft pick in the, in the middle linebacking for Draymond Jones on the end. So um, it's no secret that Vic Fangio knows what he's doing um, on the defensive side of the ball. It's no secret that the Broncos have the weapons. In fact, I was listening to an interview with uh, Mitch Holtis the other day, who's the, the radio announcer yeah, no for the mind. Chiefs. And, and that was, the, yeah, that was the one thing that he was saying was, look, the, the Broncos are dangerous and they're six and five, but they very, very easily could be, you know, seven, seven and four, eight and three at this point, because they've dropped, you know, they dropped the game to Philadelphia. They, they should have won. They, they've dropped a couple games that have been games. They shouldn't have, have won. And then they've, and then they've beaten teams like, like throwing it on the Cowboys for, you know, 40 some points uh, that nobody expected either. So it's really the story of the Broncos season has just been consistent defense, um, inconsistent offense, which has been the story for the past five years. Um, and just kind of an up and down ride. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think the, the too high safety look, like you said, Vic Fangio wrote that book and uh, he, you know, he's, he's got a knack for disguising blitzes, throwing some exotic looks to the quarterbacks, which is a big reason why we were able to beat the Chargers last week. Yeah. I, I mean, you look at that Cowboys win and your win against the Cowboys is arguably more impressive than the Chiefs was. I mean, how many points do you say per 40? 47, yeah, uh, 47, 43, yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. 
See, see, that's the thing. And and you look at that game, the Chiefs Cowboys game. I don't know if you watched that game, but the reason that we won that game wasn't our offense. The reason that we won that game was because uh, Spags just decided to blitz Dak's head off. <laughs> right. Right. So exactly, which yep. which is going to be another interesting thing to see how our defense plays your offense because you say you've had inconsistent offense this year. I think yeah. the game will ultimately be decided. Chiefs offense versus Broncos defense, if I'm totally honest. But it's how long can the Broncos defense hold up against the Chiefs offense if that Broncos offense isn't doing enough to keep Patrick Mahomes and co off the field? Right. And that's and that's exactly what the game plan has to be for the Broncos. Uh, Melvin Gordon is out tonight, yep. which is a big blow. But we've got Javante Williams, who's been an absolute storyline uh, yep. this year in the Broncos backfield. He is... I mean, blown the entire coaching staff away. As a fan, he's blown me away. He runs hard. He runs downhill. Uh, he's shifty. He's not the fastest guy in the world, but he's got great ball vision. Um, so it's going to be interesting to get a full – this will be his first start. So this is going to yeah. be a full healthy dose of Javante Williams. We called up Demaria Crockett last night off the practice squad, uh, who's a running back. But the only uh, – the formula for success for the Broncos against the Chiefs tonight has to be time of possession. Um, if we, if I think, uh, I think I saw a stat the other day that said like 75% of the Broncos scoring drives have been like seven or eight minutes long or more, mm-hmm. which just tops in the league. Um, and that's the recipe to keep the Chiefs offense at bay is to not let them get on the field. And so if we can drive down the field, score points um, and keep Patrick Mahomes and those guys off of the field, that is a, a great blueprint to be able to bring home a win tonight. And it's um it's quite interesting because Williams, you talk about Javante Williams, he's averaged what five yards of carry in the last um in five of his last eight games, but he's only had yes. less than less than ten attempts per game during that stretch. So it's gonna be interesting if you can keep that right. up. Um you look at the Chiefs and defense. Of- go on, no, go on. Sorry, a, a big part of that is that Melva Gordon is a better pass catcher and Melva Gordon's a better pass blocker. Um, and so, and again, he's faster and obviously more experienced. Now, Melvin Gordon has more fumble issues than Javante Williams, but uh, Javante Williams has been obviously the number two back, but when he is. And welcome back to the Arrows of World podcast. It seems like Josh went through a tunnel or something. <laughs> <laughs> we got lots of, uh, lots of mountains out here in the Ozarks and on the way to Kansas City, so. No, so we were just talking about Javante Williams. I was saying that we've got Nick Bolton, um, a guy that's broken out a little bit for us this year. At the second Missouri guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's breaking out for us. He's been really, really good at stopping the run. He did really well against Derek Henry early in the year, so we're going to need to hope that he can do that again for us today. Um, I think this is going to rely on that because if the Chiefs can't stop the run, they're in trouble. If they can stop the run, they can get the Broncos into these third and six plus kind of range. That's when Spagnolo's defense really, really comes alive. Um, yeah. And like you say, with Teddy back there, how is he going to deal with that sort of pressure? I think the Chiefs were left with kind of like a nice taste in their mouth, having watched that that Cowboys game um, with Dak under all sorts of pressure. And I think there's going to be a lot of Chiefs fans accepting that sort of kind of game plan again tonight do you think if it gets to that that Teddy's got enough about him to be able to circumnavigate that blitz no and that's and that's been really <laughs> the downfall. 
Yeah, that's really been the downfall of the Chiefs offense is that when the running game doesn't work, when we get behind the chains, Teddy does not have and, – and, and I don't want to blame it all on Teddy because I think part of it is Pat Shermer's play calling, um, but we tend to go short passes and, and draws on third and 12, you know, second and, second and 10. I mean, when we get behind the chains, Teddy just doesn't seem to have that ability to go downfield. Uh, the biggest disappointing part about that is when you've got weapons like Noah Fan, you've got Jerry Judy, you've got Tim Patrick, who's been a breakout guy, and Cortland Sutton, who, you know, Sutton and Patrick just got paid and set up for the next several years of Broncos football. So when you've got a receiving core and the weapons like you do in Denver, it's disappointing mm-hmm. to watch that all we're doing is checking down to the, to the halfback or, uh, you know, so, so we just got Josh back again. It seems like he's what forty-five minutes outside our head now. Yep, I'm getting close. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we should be able to get some slightly better signal. Um, yeah, we basically covered kind of most of the things I wanted to cover, Josh. I just wanted to have a look at some of these lines. Uh, the Chiefs are eight point five favourites here. It seems high. Yeah. It's very high for a primetime game, in my opinion, especially a, a divisional, a divisional rivalry game for first place in the division online. Yeah, I, I tend to think so as well, especially as the Chiefs really haven't proved that they can put up significant points the last few weeks. I mean, excluding that Raiders game. So do you find that quite high? And then the, the points total for the game is 47. So it's over under 47. Thoughts on that? Uh, I, th- I think that's probably pretty close. I, yeah. I think 47 is a good, I think that's a good line. So the Chiefs have been under five out of the last six games when it comes to the spread. So I suppose that just leaves us with um, score predictions. I'll let you go first. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm, uh, well, as everybody knows who's listening, I'm a huge Broncos fan. I've been a, I've been a Broncos fan my whole life. So I actually want to tell everybody why I'm a Broncos fan living in Missouri. So my dad uh, played college football at a play, uh, school called Missouri Southern, and he played with a guy named Rod Smith, who was one of the best wide receivers the Broncos have ever had. He was undrafted out of college and went up and is now a Broncos Ring of Fame uh, member and, in my opinion, should be a Hall of Fame member. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the first games I remember watching was the Super Bowl back in the 90s where uh, the Broncos beat the Falcons. Rod Smith had a huge touchdown, and I thought it was really cool that my dad knew Rod Smith. So uh, so I kind of stuck with that. My dad's actually a, a Cowboys fan, so he was kind of disappointed. But uh, my brother and I just kind of latched on to the Broncos. So I wanted to get that out there. I love yeah, Missouri. Really cool. um, I love, you know, living here. And obviously it's cool being close enough to Arrowhead that I can drive up in a day and go watch a game. But um, – so yeah, so there's that. But uh, I, I love the Broncos, but I'm I'm realistic. I'm going to take. Uh, I do think the Broncos will cover the spread eight and a half. I think the Chiefs are going to win twenty seven to twenty one. Um, so again, that's that's forty eight points. So I think we're going to hit the over by a by a hair on on the uh, the point spread there. But mm-hmm. I'm going to take I'm going to take the uh, the Broncos to cover that spread. I'm going to take the over by a hair on the points. And I'm going to say the Chiefs are going to come out with a, a tight one, an entertaining game, 27-21. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with the Chiefs winning 24-17. Um, Josh, just so you know, 
there's absolutely no point to this prediction because I've never even got close to one of these um, the whole time we've been doing this podcast. So if you're going to put a um, score prediction on, don't put 24-17 to the Chiefs because that's not going to be the score. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's, that's what I'm going to go right. for. Um, so that's a four, what, five, six, seven point win, uh, seven point win for the Chiefs. So yep. um, just about there. So Josh, it's been great having you on. Um, I'm really, really... I'd like to say good luck, but I'm getting up at half one in the morning, so I'm really hoping I'm the one that gets to the. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm know. driving three. I'm driving three and a half hours to get here. Tom. <laughs> yeah, Come very on, true. Let me have one here. Very true. So, no, it, I, I, I really just like I was telling you earlier. I, I'm really just hoping for an entertaining game. I'm not. My expectations are low, but if I'm paying the money and driving up here to see the game, I just want to have fun and. Uh, and, and it yeah, be entertained. So the one thing I will tell you guys is I know a lot of your listeners uh, and a lot of you members probably haven't ever been to Arrowhead. Uh, the one good thing I can say about the Chiefs in Kansas City is that uh, I come in wearing all of my Broncos gear and we have a good time and we browse each other, but everyone is extremely friendly. Um, everybody, I've never, I've never been threatened. I've never felt like I was in danger of getting punched in the face. Um, it's all in good. So Chiefs fans as a whole uh, are, are really good, good Midwestern folks who, uh, you know, like to just like to have a good time and love their Chiefs. So it's always a great experience for me going to Arrowhead. And I'm looking forward to being there tonight. And I will be sending you a special gift, Tom, oh, from Arrowhead much, directly. And I will send you uh, lots of pictures so you can post on the podcast or uh, post on your website or Twitter or wherever. Uh, from my seat so i'm in the sixth row on the 40 yard line on the broncos side so I'll, I'll be sure to get some pictures for you well we'll all keep an eye out for you um i really appreciate it, mate i know i really appreciate you coming on the podcast as i say uh i've known josh for about five years now he's an absolutely great guy and it's it's awesome to get your perspective um we've also got another one of these to do later in the season so hopefully we'll be able to try and get you on again um absolutely and going forward it's, it's, it's been absolutely wicked mate to get you on um and if you stay with us to the end of this podcast, we are now, what, how many hours are we away from this game now? We're looking, what, six hours away? Six hours, yeah. So if you're listening to this in the UK, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Get a little cat nap yeah. in. Yeah, because it's, it's a tough one, these half ones, because you just don't know what to do. Because if you go to bed at midnight, you're getting, what, an hour and a half sleep, which can yeah. also make you feel worse. So, um but no, you'd be really surprised how many how many of our listeners do get up for these games. Um, it's quite a good little community we've got going. We always get really good interaction on the um, podcast and all the tweets and stuff. Um, yet to know, I'm not sure who's doing the Twitter tonight, but please keep them company. I'm sure we'll do a um, a check-in from around the world. We usually get some really, really good and interesting places that everyone's watching That's the game awesome. from. Um, and yeah, so I hope that everybody enjoys the game, Josh, yourself included. Um, it's great to hear that Arrowhead's like that. I know Neil's given me some horror stories um, <laughs> from going to the old Raiders stadium. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it doesn't sound yeah, like it's exactly. quite like that. But um, yeah. no, it's, it's, I'm, I'm really hoping it'll be a good game. Um, and hopefully for my sake and probably 99% of the people <laughs> listening to this, the Chiefs <laughs> can get a win. Um, so on that note, thank you, Josh. And from one kingdom to another, that's another Arrowhead's abroad podcast. We'll see you soon.